live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio at the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's The Bottom Line with Jacqueline Sheldon on Business Radio X. Maximize your return on investment by reducing your tax bill. Get ready for the best tax talk you've ever had. It's The Bottom Line, presented by Bottom Line Tax Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with you. Hello, Jacqueline. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Are you in the throes of tax season? We are. And yet you're here doing a show with us. Uh, that I am. You're amazing. Well, what was that, uh, the best tax talk you've ever had? That's a lot to live up to. That is a lot to live up That's to. That's kind of scary. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show, very simple. Taxes. Past, present, future. And Jacqueline is going to share her wisdom with us. You have plenty of wisdom to give, right? I hope I have a little left here. Good deal. Now, for seemingly ever, we've heard about tax laws changing, tax laws changing, 2018, the big tax change. So what's going on with that? Are you seeing, what are you seeing? You, you are, you're, you're in tax season? Right, yeah. What we're, are you seeing? We're in the home stretch of tax season. Of course, this is the first tax filing season under the new tax law. And if I had to choose one word to sum up this tax season, I think the word would have to be different. The tax laws are different. The tax forms are different. And we're seeing different outcomes for taxpayers. And in some cases, they're outcomes that they really were not expecting. So we've, we've seen some surprises for taxpayers this year. Surprises are usually not good. I hope these are good surprises. Well, in a lot of cases, they are not good surprises. Oh. Ooh. So what's, what's changed? I know a lot's changed. That's a mouthful. What's changed? In one word, no. Seriously. Right. Well, as we mentioned, there are a lot of changes in the tax law. I think one of the things that taxpayers are benefiting from is the increase in the standard deduction amount that we had talked about before. Uh, for taxpayers who don't itemize deductions, getting that increased standard deduction is being a tax benefit, and they're able to see uh, some tax reduction from that. What does that mean, uh, standard deduction, increasing how much you can, I guess, deduct? But what is a standard deduction? Well, when basically? taxpayers file a personal tax return, they have two options. They can take what's called the standard deduction, and that's just a set amount based on their filing status. A and the flat fee, basically. Basically a flat, flat fee. It's kind of a flat exemption amount that they can take against their income before they pay taxes. And that's been increased or decreased? That has been increased. It's okay. almost doubled for a single taxpayer wow. in 2017 they were able to take $6,300. Well, for 2018, that's jumped up to 12000 so it's almost doubled. Wow. Same thing for married filing joint. In 2017, the standard deduction was 12600 and for 2018, it jumped up to 24000 so, so it's doubled. So it pretty much doubled in both cases. So for taxpayers who don't itemize deductions, who normally take the standard, they are seeing some benefit for that increased standard deduction. So you said itemize. That's that's the other side of it. That is the other side. One or the other. Right. You taxpayers can elect which one they want to do. They take that standard amount that the IRS allows, or they can itemize their deductions. Now, itemized deductions are things like your mortgage interest and your property taxes, state and local income taxes that you pay, and charitable contributions. Those are some of the things that make up your itemized deductions. So when you look at a tax return, you want to see which is most beneficial for the taxpayer. If they take the standard deduction, does that give them a better outcome? Or if they itemize their deductions, do they get a higher amount that they can deduct against their taxable income and therefore pay less taxes? So if you're itemized, 
adds up to more than that standard number, that standard flat rate fee that I think I called it. You, you take the you take the itemized deductions. That's, that's correct. Higher is better in this case. Exactly. I got you. So basically, you're paying. You're not paying money. You're not paying taxes on that money. Right. That's kind of uh, you know, it's kind of an exemption amount. It's an amount that you're not going to pay tax on. That that amount of money is exempt from income tax because you're taking that amount as a deduction. I got you. I got you. And, and I got to believe that using itemized deductions, if if it is more, it could lower your tax bracket. Is that how that works? Well, it lowers your taxable income. Okay. And the problem we're seeing though for taxpayers who itemize. There have been a lot of changes in itemized deductions, and that is hurting those taxpayers. Oh. For example, the limit on the what is called SALT tax, state and local income taxes, uh, taxpayers married filing joint now are limited to $10,000 uh, in state and local income taxes. That's a lot of money, though. Well, it is, but for a lot of our taxpayers, when you take into account the amount that they have withheld off their W-2s for state income tax, you add their property taxes to it, you know, they're... They're well above that $10,000 limit. So we've, in a lot of cases, we've found that our clients are losing some deduction on that line because of the new tax law. I can only imagine that taxpayers have heard for a year or so, your taxes are going to be cut, you're, you're going to pay less, and then they have to pay taxes. Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, there's been some surprises for people. We have seen clients who have pretty much identical income in 2018 from 2017 and their actual tax liability did go down right but their withholding went down as well the IRS changed the tax tables last February so there was less being taken out of their paychecks so they were getting more throughout the year but in a lot of cases they really didn't realize that money was going to reduce their tax refund at year end or increase the amount that they actually owed come tax time wow wow that sounds like they raised one and decreased the other or maybe vice versa it didn't work together or something right and then there were some other changes on itemized deductions for mortgage interest if you had a second mortgage or a line of credit if the proceeds from those loans were not used to buy build or improve your home so in other words you took out a mortgage and maybe you bought a car or you paid off credit cards or put towards college for your kids that interest now is no longer deductible and prior to 2018 you were able to deduct that interest so there's been some changes there as well that's hurt taxpayers who itemize. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why you use a tax professional, because that's a lot to keep up with. Well, it is a lot to keep up with. And then one other thing that is hurt, and this especially comes into place with people who itemize, is they've also lost your personal independent exemptions. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. You know, prior to the new tax law, most taxpayers were able to take a deduction of $4,050. That's the amount it was in 2017 for each person in their household. Well, the personal exemptions and dependent exemptions deduction went away for 2018. So if you have uh, a family of four, you've lost over $16,000 in deductions in 2018 that you would have had in 2017. So that we've seen that has hurt taxpayers as well. Wow, 16,000. So the tax burden on 16,000 is what? Well, it depends on what tax bracket they fall into, wow. but, but it adds up quickly. <laughs> it does. No, I, I don't even know what I'm talking about, and I can, I can see it adding up. So definitely there were some, some pros and cons to the tax law, some pluses and minuses, uh, and we're seeing that affect taxpayers as they're filing their tax returns for 2018. It, it just uh, 
make make taxation great again maybe we can use that for a for a show later or something something yeah definitely failed attempt at humor there definitely some changes and you you touched on withholding and and that that is something that i don't know if anyone really truly grasped uh i've run into the people who who are w-2 employees and their taxes are, are taken out long before they see their paycheck and they assume well i don't pay any taxes but they really are and if those withholdings change and they don't know about it, that's where the problems can come in. Right. Well, like I mentioned, the uh, IRS did change the withholding tables last February. But no one knows it until it's too late. Right. Well, they should have noticed that there was an increase in their net paycheck. They should have had a few more dollars in their pocket throughout the year. But when you stretch that out, that out over a year, sometimes you don't notice that increase in your net pay and how much it actually adds up by year end. Wow, that's, that, that, that is a lot to keep up with, folks. Well, and we've advised a lot of our clients this year to go in and adjust their W-4s. I have to say the W-4 form that you fill out for your client or for your uh, employer, it's a confusing form. It's very hard to determine what you need to fill out. It asks a lot of questions, and it's very confusing. Uh, so I do tell my clients to make sure they understand what they're putting on that W-4. Sometimes they'll fill out the worksheet, and it'll come out, and they're married with 10 exemptions when there's only three people in the household. So if they don't understand the questions, they can fill out the W-4 improperly, and that will cause the, their employer not to hold, withhold enough tax. Right, so the more more um, what more dependence you have on that, the less they hold out of your check or that's, something. That's correct. That, that I could see that going sideways really quick, especially if you have a few extra dependents that don't exist. Uh, goodness, it sounds like uh, hardworking folks are getting hurt here. Uh, has anyone benefited? Someone's had to benefit from this. Well, as we mentioned earlier, taxpayers that normally took the standard deduction were seeing that they're benefiting with this double standard deduction. They really didn't lose anything. That double standard in a lot of cases has made up for losing the personal exemptions. Also, taxpayers who have children under 17 who qualify for the child tax credit that tax credit has been doubled. So that's definitely a situation there where people with dependent children under 17, they're seeing some tax benefits. So those are the people who seem to be uh, able to benefit from the new tax law. So uh, the young family starting out, they're seeing some benefit. They are seeing some benefit. Because they probably need a lot of help, especially the young children. Right. And you know, having that doubled child tax credit for children under 17 that has helped a lot of taxpayers to be able to still get a refund or, or get a decent refund at year end kind of offsets you. losing that exemption that's well a lot to keep up with a lot to keep up with um folks uh we're about to wrap up segment one here Jacqueline how, how does everyone reach you uh the best way to reach us is you can call our office the number there is six seven eight eight six six four zero four seven or you can go to our website which is bottomlinega.com bottomline georgia bottomlinega.com ladies and gentlemen we are going to take a quick break here in a moment visit the website Uh, have Jacqueline working for you she keeps up with all this stuff I, I don't think the woman ever sleeps to be honest with you and uh we will see you on the other side of the break Are you paying too much in taxes? Who isn't? Taxes are the highest expense small businesses face. Maximize your return on investment. Reduce your tax bill. Tax planning and tax resolution strategies, the art of keeping more money you've worked hard for. 
Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting www.bottomlinetaxsolutions.com. That's bottomlinetaxsolutions.com. My small business had done well and thought I'd paid my taxes. Then I got a letter from the IRS. I didn't know what to do. So I called Bottomline Tax Solutions. They understood exactly what I was going through. Bottomline worked with me and for me. They turned a horrible time into a manageable one. Now, I'm in a payment plan I can afford, and they were able to get my penalties reduced. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting BottomLineTaxSolutions.com. And we are back. Jacqueline, you still here? I am. Good. Good, good, good. Great first segment, by the way. Thank you. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment segment of The Bottom Line with Jacqueline Sheldon. We're talking about taxes, past, present, future. Taxes are a part of our everyday life, unfortunately. Uh, before we get too deep into the second segment, have you ever met my friend from Maysville? I haven't met your friend from Maysville, but I've heard a lot about your You've heard about Maysville. my friend from Maysville. He keeps popping up. Yes, he does. And usually not in a good way. It, well, he has that air about him. Um, guess what he's done? I'm scared to ask. Yeah, well, uh, he won't listen to anybody. He won't listen to me. Uh, he, and despite him being an intelligent man, he, well, he doesn't listen to anybody. He had his taxes done, his 2018 taxes done. Okay. He owes $15,000. All right. And, of course... He has no money. He's made no money, but now he's saddled with a big tax bill. Okay. You have any pearls of wisdom for our uh, our friend from his 2018 tax return? Is there, are there things that maybe that that someone uh, a, a tax professional like yourself maybe they could look at? Um, I don't know if there's any saving this man, but well, my what first, could you do? My first thing would be to ask who prepared the tax return. Did he prepare it himself? Or did he have a tax professional prepare the return? Right. That would be my first question. You know, there are plenty of options out there for taxpayers to be able to prepare and file their own tax return, whether it be online software or, or you know, off-the-shelf software that you can buy at the big box stores. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, though, I see taxpayers prepare their own tax returns and they miss deductions or they claim things they shouldn't claim as far as income. Uh, I've had two new clients just in the past week, both who had done their tax return off uh, online software. The first one, she had claimed income that wasn't taxable to her. She had as a dependent, uh, that's actually her niece, who received Social Security benefits, and those benefits are in the niece's name and the niece's Social Security number. Well, she and her husband claimed those as income on her personal tax return, Ooh. and she didn't have to do that. Right. So they, for the past five years, have paid tax on about $10,000 each year that they didn't have to pay tax on. Oh, wow. So when you figure that, you know, 20% tax bracket, they've paid about $2,000 a year too much in income taxes when they did their own tax return because they didn't understand that that didn't have to be claimed. I also have another taxpayer who came in who has a partnership, and he took his unreimbursed partnership expenses on Schedule A like they were unreimbursed employee expenses, and there's a big difference in that on your tax return. By not taking them on the right line of the tax return, not only did he lose part of the deduction, he also didn't reduce his self-employment tax. So in that case, he had overpaid his taxes by about $1,700. And there again, he's done the same thing for the past three years. So it's, it's literally putting the wrong number on the wrong line. 
Right, and not understanding the questions that the software is asking. Exactly. I have a very sneaking suspicion uh, that not all tax repairs, paid tax repairs, are, are all the same. Uh, potentially a tax repair could make a mistake as well. Oh, definitely a tax preparer can make a mistake. I have seen returns for, that were professionally prepared where things were missed. I do have to say when people come in during tax time, it's a crazy time for tax professionals. Oh, absolutely. They're working through a lot of returns, and sometimes there's just not the time there to uh, go through and explore every possible deduction. Right. Or you know, it's very easy to transpose a number or make a mistake or miss something along the line. Oh, absolutely. We're then, human. Right. And then my second question would be, how does he keep his records? Does he have a set of books? Does he have something where he's reconciling his bank statement? Is he reconciling his business credit cards? Do we know where he is as far as books are concerned? I, th I think he's got a big trash bag he throws receipts in okay. and brings them to the accountant or somebody. I've, I I've got you. Well, yeah. you know, people who do that shoebox type of accounting, a lot of times they will miss deductions because they didn't keep the receipt. Right. Uh, so definitely good record keeping comes into play for anybody that's a small business owner to make sure that they don't miss any deductions because you will forget things or you won't have receipts to back things up and you won't get the deduction if you take that trash bag to your tax professional they're going to go with what's in that trash bag they're not going to necessarily ask you well didn't you have something else I, I i hesitate to ask you this oh my i hesitate to ask you this because you actually somewhat like me right and not everyone does but would you be willing to look at my friend from Maysville's tax return and give it a second set of eyes. Well, if that, you say no, I understand. <laughs> well, that definitely would be the first thing that I would recommend to your friend is to have someone look that tax return over and see if he missed deductions, see if there's opportunities there maybe to amend that tax return and get him a little better result than the $15,000 that he owes. Can't promise that there will be until you look at it, but we definitely would be willing to look at the return and see if there was anything there that could be done. I, I think he's I think he's a, a corporation I don't know okay. I don't know well that's something that always comes into play too and especially when we're tax planning with a client is looking at what type of entity that they are uh, is it the right fit for him was he an S corp is he a C corp um, is that the right fit for his business is there a better option for him if he's not incorporated should he be I mean there's, there's a lot of different factors that come into play there but entity selection is a big factor in not only the taxes that you pay but the deductions that you can take and that can change year to year constantly can it well yeah what entity is the best fit for you changes as your business changes your gotcha. business grows you may start out in one entity and a couple years later you may need to switch to a different type of entity depending on where you are in your business gotcha Gotcha. Well, I'm going to talk with him. I'm going to talk with him. So if you get a call with that area code, never mind. Okay. Uh, let's get back to uh, we were talking about taxes, past, present, future. And I guess that was somewhat of, of uh, past uh, maybe failures, I guess. So let's talk about more positive things, about the present. The present. Uh, I know tax planning. Without a plan, you don't succeed. or so. You have a great saying. I'm butchering it. Forgive me. Yeah, failing to plan is planning to fail. And there you go. There's the saying that always I, that true when I it couldn't comes pull to your out. Taxes. And that would be the next thing that I would recommend for your friend in Maysville. You know, let's see if anything can be done for his past return, but then let's look at where he is now. Right. Does he have a set of books now that we can look at and see, you know, has his income risen this year? What deductions has he taken? Is he in the right entity? Those kind of things come into play. And all that's part of doing a tax plan. Uh, are there opportunities there to shift income into lower tax brackets? 
Is there an opportunity to deduct medical deductions maybe that he's not taking? Is he putting money into a retirement plan? There's so many different things that come into play when you look at a tax plan to be able to help a client get themselves in a situation where they can reduce that tax liability going forward. You said you said income shifting, so he could just give me some money and uh, no. <laughs> income shifting. Yeah, income shifting. Yeah, the, the income shifting strategies, that's looking at possibly hiring a child so that you can move money out of your tax bracket into a lower tax bracket or a zero tax bracket. Sometimes income shifting strategies can be looking at hiring a parent. If you're helping support a parent financially, you can hire a parent and maybe shift some of that income into a lower, lower tax bracket. And in some cases, it's breaking your business out. Uh, sometimes putting part of your business, running it through a separate entity, SC Corporation for part of your business and then an S Corporation for the rest. I mean, there's different uh, income shifting strategies there that can come into play. And, you know, we did a tax plan for a client over the weekend. And in that particular case, using income shifting strategies, uh, looking at possible dependent care benefits that we could run through their company, different things we could do there, changing their entity selection. Uh, we're looking at, depending on which parts of the tax plan this client decides to utilize, we'll save them anywhere from 6500 to about $10,000 in federal income tax through the tax plan. And that will be year after year after year. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of money. Well, it is a lot of money, and it definitely adds up over time. Oh, yeah. It adds up quick. Uh, you also mentioned uh, their, their medical deductions or there's retirement options. These are things you work with every day. Uh, quite honestly, personally, it, it, I don't understand all that, but that's why we have you. Right, and that's you know, just some of the things that we look at when we do a tax plan. There's a whole array of possible strategies depending on the taxpayer's personal situation. And as we mentioned before, it's not one size fits all. If you don't have a lot of out-of-pocket medical expenses, then strategies for medical reimbursement may not be a good fit for you. If you don't have young children or children that you could hire for your business, and you know, income shifting to a child wouldn't be a strategy for you but if you do those are definitely things that we look at so each individual tax plan depends on the taxpayers not only business situation but their personal situation as well something that i know personally that can be very very important i i've i've seen it is a mid-year review right and we're believe it or not going to be coming up on mid-year year before soon. you know it soon, yeah it's yes. coming up soon uh, that's something we always do with our clients as well. You know, we'll sit down and do a tax review and we'll put together a tax plan, but then we always want to do a mid-year review. See where you are. Are you on track? Has your income changed? Has your situation changed? Do we need to revise that tax plan in any way, shape, or form? And then always year-end is another great time to do a review. So usually we, after we do a tax plan, we want to go with a client, do a mid-year review, see where they are, and then before year-end, see if there's any changes there that we want to make that we could utilize any additional strategies before the year closes out to help that client reduce their tax liability. So as soon as you get to the mid-year, it's time to almost start working toward that end of the year. Well, you know, tax planning is a year-round thing. It goes quick. It's not like tax preparation where you go in once a year, get your taxes done, and you're done for a year. Tax planning is an ongoing process. It is a year-round process. And it's something you really have to commit to if you're looking to reduce your tax liability. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. My, my, my friend from Maysville, he's listening. He's listening right now. And he just sent me a text. He says, 
I had a mid-year review done in 2016. So he had his mid-year review. Okay, but 2016 is almost three years ago. So yeah, yeah. I would think that his mid-year review from 2016, chances are his business has grown since then. And that may be why he uh, owed a little more money than he thought he was going to owe last year. So, so you can't get one every three or four years. You need to have them every year. Yeah, definitely want to do a mid-year review. In the year-end as well. Yeah, in a year-end every year. Because as you say, after December 31st, it's a little too late. Well, it is, and the tax laws change. And that's something else that comes into play as well. Got you. So, since obviously my friend's listening, what can he do in the future going forward to maybe not pay all that money in taxes? Well, the first thing I would recommend is that he use a tax professional. That, that would be in you in this case? Uh, it, me in this case? or, or if, if it's How not long me, have you been doing this? Uh, 26 years. will be 27 a few years weeks. in June. Okay. We'll so go yeah, a few weeks. Done this for a little while. Uh, so definitely if he's not using a tax professional, as I said before, I don't know if he did his return or if he had a professional There's do no it. There's no telling, right. But if he didn't use a tax professional, that would be my first recommendation for him is to find a tax professional that he can work with. Uh, get that last year's tax return reviewed, see if there's anything that can be done there on that last year's tax return, and then get a tax plan for going forward. Once that tax plan is put into place, implement the strategies and the plan, and then work with the tax professional, do those mid-year reviews, do those year-end reviews, and make sure that you're on track. That way, if you do owe taxes at tax time, it's not a surprise. You knew it was coming all along because of the tax plan and, and the tax projections that you're doing throughout the year. Yeah, and with the ever-changing laws, you're busy running your business. You're busy competing against whoever's in your industry. You don't have time to keep up with tax laws. That's why you use that professional. Right, and the laws, you know, especially this year, did a big shift, a big change, and they continue to change each and every year. So you definitely uh, want to work with someone who's staying on top of those tax laws and know which laws can benefit you in your specific situation. And you mentioned the uh, the do-it-yourself software. The 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 I think some of it's online. Some of it you buy it at the at the uh, what the at the box stores. I think you said um, that relies on you knowing you the taxpayer knowing somewhat about where to put things on the right line, the right number on the right line. And if you don't, you could be in trouble. Right. Well, and as we talked about before, I, just in this past week, I've saw two cases where people overpaid their taxes using that over-the-counter software because they didn't understand the questions yeah again you're busy running your business you're busy competing making a living and tax laws change and quite honestly a lot of this is confusing right well in the in the case of the taxpayer who put his unreimbursed partnership expenses in the wrong place when i looked at his tax return i kind of asked him what those expenses were for and he honestly looked at me and said i have no idea where that number came from wow so he's plugging numbers into places. So he didn't know where the number came from. He didn't know what it was supposed to be. That's just where the software happened to put it. And unfortunately, he lost part of the deduction because of how he claimed it. And he also didn't reduce the self-employment tax. How it much did that cost him in taxes right then and there? Um, 1700 on the federal return. So the, the what, the $100 he saved by getting software cost him 1700 yeah, and as I mentioned before, Ouch. he's done the same mistake three years in a row. So times three. It's just money. It's just money. <laughs> so, you know, investing in a tax professional, the cost of a tax professional usually well outweighs itself, especially like if, it. if you're a small business owner. Now, you know, if you're a W-2 employee, you don't itemize, you have a very simple return, 
the online or over-the-counter software may be just fine. But if you have rental property, you own a business, those are the situations where you really need a tax professional to help you to be able to maximize your deductions there because the rules are totally different in those cases than they are for just a W-2 employee. That's, wow, that, that's saying, uh, yeah, that's putting it in a nutshell. That, that's an understatement using a tax professional. Then, you know, beyond that, I would recommend that if your friend in Maysville is not keeping good records, if he doesn't have a set of books, that he look at either investing in software there again, online software is available, desktop software is available that makes bookkeeping extremely simple. Or maybe he outsource it to someone, have somebody keep his books. You know, I think we had talked before that the Government Accountability Office had said that taxpayers, small business owners, overpay their taxes each and every year. And one of the reasons for doing that is they don't keep good records. If you don't document minute, you don't have the records come tax time, you may forget you had that item that you could deduct. Got you. So going, going forward, ladies and gentlemen, Use a tax tax professional just like Jacqueline here. Document, always document what it is you're you're doing, money you're spending, deductions you're taking, and, and get that tax plan in place. Yeah. And, and check it up regularly. Yeah. D- having a tax plan is just the start. Um, maintaining that tax plan is really key to being able to continue to benefit from the tax laws. Because we don't want surprises, taxes past, present, future. That's correct. You want to do this again next month? We can do this again next month. We're going to have a special guest. I understand that we are. We're going to have a, a mortgage guru come in. That's awesome. She's amazing. That and she's excited, great. so that's half the battle. Oh, yeah. So. so be nice to her. Yeah, well, there's a lot of changes, as we talked about before, in itemized deductions. So we can talk a little bit about the changes in mortgages, how that affects your taxes. We can talk about uh, the real estate taxes, the different things that come into home ownership, and how that affects your taxes. And I think she's got some programs, too. Yeah, and that's going to be great. She's going to be able can to help and hurt taxation or right. something. I don't know. So we can we can find out what she's got going on there. But yeah, looking forward to having her in with us next month. It's going to be exciting. Let's do it again. All right, sounds great. See you then. Thank you for sharing your time with us on Business Radio X. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting www. BottomlineTaxSolutions.com. That's BottomlineTaxSolutions.com. And click the link to hear more podcasts like this one. I'm Tom. She's Jacqueline. And that's the bottom line.